Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. We are back for part two of my episode with Megan. Hey, Megan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Off the rails already. Uh, she's dancing. You can't see it. Jazz hands. <laughs> you with the jazz hands. What? I don't know what it is. I I, 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 I don't know. I, I do that whenever I feel weird and awkward. I'm just like. It makes it so much less weird for sure. <laughs> This definitely makes it less awkward. Does this make you more comfortable? Like an adult just jazz handing at you? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I do that too. I do if like my I'll just get like bigger hand gestures and movements and like it makes me look less weird. So you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll dance in place and I'll wiggle. Sometimes I'll say things in a weird voice. Sometimes I will also sing things the way you do. Like, jeez, Megan, I'm I'm weirded out. We need to the- spit into a cup. <laughs> Uh, th- she's talking about a, a DNA test because we might be related. For anyone wondering why she just told me we need to spit in a cup. Because <laughs> that sounded real weird. Just for clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Let's focus up. Okay. Let's, okay. We're going to go back into the conversation we're having. Okay. Your your story in a way, the, the dynamics of the friendships and all those things made me think of an instance where um, actually I had, I was part of a friend group in high school and the main head girl of the group, I guess you could call her, had uh, her longtime boyfriend. They'd been together, we were seniors at the time and they'd been together since like eighth grade, right? Like it was that high school sweetheart type boyfriend, right? Now she was my, one of my best friends and he became someone that I trusted, right? Like we were all a part of this friend group and I trusted him and nothing ever physical happened, but they broke up really uh impulsively one day um she did not really treat him super well um she cheated on him a lot but um that'll do it that sounds crappy but but (laughs) i mean there there are also crappy there's crappy people in every gender it doesn't matter yeah men Um, don't have a monopoly on being crappy and shitty like all genders can be shitty yeah is you don't it's not just you guys all right (laughs) (laughs) don't take Um, our shitty behavior okay we have it too (laughs) don't take accountability for our behavior um so <laughs> they won't take account of no, they won't. <laughs> They'll blame it though. They'll blame it on you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. He so he calls me, right? And he's just crying on the phone and he's upset. And I'm just trying to help him process through it. And then he tells me how he's always had a crush on me and he's always thought I was hot. And I didn't know quite what to do with that. Like I I was like you're not an ugly person. You're not like, not that that would matter. It's more of like, it's like, it's like, sure. Like you're a physically appealing person, but you're my good friends. Like boy, like that's, that's a line I would never even cross. And so it was more of like a me trying to be like, Oh, well, that's really nice. Like, you know, um, like I didn't really know what to handle. I I don't even remember how I responded. I just remember feeling like I needed to not, hurt his feelings not upset him i know but then also not confirm his feelings right right like like i needed to somehow like a dance yeah yes next day at school next day at school she comes storming up to me with him next to her and says why are you telling my boyfriend that you have a crush on him and that you think he's hot and all the yeah and i just stared at him like you're gonna speak up there buddy you kidding me and he just looked at me with this look. I I will never forget the look on his face. It it was empty. Glazed. Nothing was there. He did not care who he was throwing underneath the bus in order to maintain what he needed to maintain. He didn't care. That shit happened all the time. You know it was probably like he said something he couldn't take back and then she got upset and then maybe he wanted to get back. He's like, well, well I didn't, she, Megan's the one that said it. Megan, no, she brought it up. Like they're so quick to turn on somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Megan. I'm so sorry. That is so brutal. Oh yeah. My, I'll never forget my mom. Like we went, I had parked my car outside a friend's house and I don't remember how they found out where my car was, but she and another two girls got those markers for cars and they went and wrote like ho and slut no. and everything all over my car. Oh, Megan. It's all right. My mom was with me whenever I discovered it. And yeah. and at the time, the friend had turned 18 within the last couple months. So my mom was like, you're technically legally an adult. So I'm going to go off on your ass. Yeah. The other two are children. Walk away. Don't an adult. 
you two walk away you and me let's have a conversation <laughs> we love strong moms <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for my strong mom day because i'm i will have words for sure but god that's so brutal mm -hmm. it's it's really it's like the way that they always that that we always say that the patriarchy hurts everybody it really does because it also conditions women Mm -hmm. to to immediately throw other women under the bus in yep. order to make sure that they keep the men folk happy you know yes yes it's like i have this angst and this anger and i can't take it out on the man because i want to keep him or i don't want him to be mad at me and i don't have anywhere to direct it so when the man tees up well you could be mad at this other woman women are like perfect let me mm -hmm. go attack her it's just but yeah, I 100% agree. It is based in the fact that like they're not allowed to put out their anger on the man. I just realized something too. I just realized something. In the last two, three years, right as my divorce was happening, the two of them, by the way, went off and got married and had kids. Oh, good. And now they're divorced. Um, I don't know what happened. I just know that all of a sudden pictures of him started disappearing and pictures of his best friend started appearing. Um oh yeah but then he so then he went down this like rabbit hole of drinking oh, no and he reached out to me within the last no. year or two and would drunk call me incoherently like oh, happened so many times and he would call me and he would and i don't know why i would answer i think i genuinely thought that like i felt so sad for him and i also was in the midst of going through my own divorce so like there was this like, even though he'd done the bullshit years before, like, I yeah. just was like, I'm so sorry you're going through this, dude. This sucks. But then I, over over time, like, it, it, yeah, like, it it became this point where I would answer the phone just so I could be like, are you going to get home safely? Like, are you coherent enough to right. be able to get yourself home? Because that's your labor. You should be worried about that. <laughs> right? He would call me and he would drunkenly mumble out how you just I just I I can't have I can't have you I can't I can't have you like I want it but I can't I can't Megan I can't I can't like it wasn't I couldn't figure out what the hell he was trying to say but I'm like okay correct correct you, you can't you well cannot. I heard somebody say um oh I'm the queen of not remembering who said what or I just like see something on TikTok and I go that's interesting and then nothing else but there was a woman who was talking about that, like, hey, when men call you, when men call you drunk or after the breakup or like whatever, it's not that they love you so much. You know, it's not that you mean so much to them. It's that they cannot process their own emotions and they need a woman to do it with them. So it's like, that's like what that reminded me of. It's like the guy, he's like hurting and he's like, oh, it's like, whether it's conscious or not, it's like rolodexing like who who's the last woman that helped me through something obviously he can't call his ex he's like oh megan's really understanding megan's a like it's just like insane and like i used to be in a position where you know i felt special when boys would do that and i'm like that was never about me that was always about you i had a guy that i dated in high school um who you know <laughs> I actually reached out to some of the guys that I dated back in the day because I was thinking about myself as a partner with my wife and how much I try to be a good partner. And I was like, was I a good partner when I dated men? Like, was, did they know I was gay? Like, did they feel, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's a, it's a weird thing. It's like, mm -hmm. did you know, were you like, when we were physical, was there an inkling of like, <laughs> Yeah, I know on my end, but like, and I remember I somehow it got brought up because we randomly were talking. Um, and he ended up saying, because I'd asked a couple exes that, um, because I don't care. I don't care. I just want to know. It's just interesting to me, but, um, because I'm friendly with enough of them that I felt comfortable just being like, hey, just wondering. Um, and he ended up being like, you know, after I dated you, it was really hard to date other people because um like living up to you like it was really hard and i was an adult at this point i was with my wife i don't remember where in the like how how long we'd been together but you know in that moment i was flattered megan i was so flattered i was like i must have mm -hmm. been a good 
girlfriend. Um, and then I asked him, like, well, why? Like, what does that mean? And I'm thinking he's going to be like, you were really kind, you know, because at this point, I'm like, maybe I was shitty to these people because I wasn't attracted to them. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know what's I did, you know, just feeling bad. Um, and it ended up he was basically just like, you, you entertained what I liked more, like you put up with me more, you know, like you, <laughs> you were cooler about things about me, like you, it was just like, the, the sum of it was like, you put up with my shit. That was what it was. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's the same adage of like, uh, you're not like other girls. <laughs> you're different than other girls. But yeah, it, was, it was like, so what's good about me is I made you feel good about you. Yep. That was it. Like, I never made you feel bad. I built you up. Like, it had literally nothing to do with me. And mm -hmm. in that moment, it was the most glaring, like, meh, meh, alert, alert. I don't know why the alert's a parrot. <laughs> ah. um, but it was this flashing red flag light that was like, the men you dated did not know you. Like, here I am, like, as a 30-year-old lesbian being like, I hope I didn't hurt the boys I dated. Like, instead of like huh, it's a weird thing that all the men I dated didn't care that I clearly had problems with physical intimacy. Like, you know, like, hello, is anybody home? Does anybody mm -hmm. care? Um, but it, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. But it was crazy to realize, like, this dude didn't care about me, didn't care about what makes me unique. Like, my wife right now, and vice versa, if someone said, what do you like about your wife? I could make a notebook for you of every specific thing I love about her that are unique to her and I she can do the same and this dude and I would put him in the category of a lot of the dudes that I dated at that age or pff, screw it till up to my wife let's be real all the men I dated like they never cared about the specifics of me or what I brought to the table they only cared about what I did for them how I made them look and how I supported them to be their best self. But me specifically didn't come to, didn't even matter to them. Mm -hmm. That is why so many, like, I think I'm, I made, no, I don't think, I know, I made a TikTok about this in the last couple of months where I talked about how, I think you had just mentioned it too, how they can't be alone, right? And they can't, and that, and that's part of the reason I, I, I think is because they need someone to lift them up because they can't do it themselves. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, they 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 have to have someone to lean on. And as someone who has figured out in the last two years that I was very much heavily relying my own happiness on my capability to make other people happy to ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Yep. laughs> that I I was searching after I was desperately searching after something to the point where and you know what's something I realized? I just actually had this the other day, too. I realized, I'm like, I wonder if the reason why I so desperately had to find a man to fill that spot and fill that void was because I was running from something. And I was running because the moment uh -oh. I stopped <laughs> dating, the moment I stopped dating, it took six months. Six months, I watched a Hen uh, Kendra and um, Haley's wedding video, uh -huh. right? Yeah balled my eyes out and realized oh my god i'm gay <laughs> oh was that the thing oh uh oh <laughs> that would make uh, so much sense <laughs> girl if i don't feel that through every fiber of my being right now <laughs> oh no yep yep it's almost like i was running away from my own identity <laughs> And you know what, Megan? There was a toxic man absolutely ready to help you deny who you really were. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing is like, I don't want to get, this is not going to get into trauma. I'll, I'm going to stay on the, uh, the ideology that leads to trauma, but we're not going to get into that. Like, mm -hmm. I was thinking of this the other day and as like a late in life lesbian yourself, that's the term we're using. Um, <laughs> realizing like how many men actually this is quite topical because we were just talking about like it's focused on the woman's reaction to things right mm -hmm. how many men in my life when met with okay this girl is not reacting physically like i think she should she's not 
wanting things physically from me, which I didn't like, like I said, there were certain things like making out and other things like I was down for that stuff. Didn't, you know, like that was fun, but I didn't have that drive to be, you know, very sexual with men. I just did not have that. And it was like, I look back now on the men that I dated who, when met with that, realizing I did not want to be sexual with them when realizing physically, like just wasn't my cup of tea they were like what's wrong with you how do you fix that you need to fix that something's up you know what i'm saying it's like you don't care that i am not interested like if my wife right now like if i try <laughs> I hope, oh god if i <laughs> if, <laughs> if i try to start something with her right now like you know i'm like hey uh that's not how i do it for i promise you that's not how i try and seduce <laughs> my wife i don't go hey, hey. come on over uh no but if I did and was met with any type of physical, cause like I'm very in tune with her. Like if I was met with anything that made me think like she wasn't into it, she wasn't feeling it would be the biggest turn off. <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't be like immediately not want to do that and want to figure out like, what's wrong? Like, can I get you tea? <laughs> what do you need a bath? Like, how do I help you? You know? And it's like crazy to think like, how many like women who are who come out later in life like looking back and like damn those men really didn't care those men did not care that like they weren't getting good feedback they just were like this this is fine this is this is fine with us this is good this is fine oh yeah my um my ex-husband i remember after i think our second child i want to say there was a period of time where and i'm going to try and keep this as clean as i can I wouldn't physically show the signs of excitement. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It yes. was a, the Sahara Desert, essentially. Yeah, but it 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 was my problem to fix. It was my job. That's what to... I'm saying. It's yeah. crazy. Like looking back, just two lesbians looking back on heterosexual times. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. You like look back and you're like, that's insane that that was happening. Like like as as someone who loves women like that's insane that you would be like it's it's like if someone didn't put the key in the ignition of a car and would be like why is this car broken it ain't moving like we better the car's not working we need a mechanic why damn car (laughs) (laughs) we're we're hitting things you can't hold on just just like just hit it a couple times yeah oh that sounds like some mess um but like it was so bizarre yeah like they didn't care that there was a problem and if they knew there was a problem that's on you like it's so commonplace and i think like even in i've heard this even in like um heterosexual relationships where the girls <laughs> is, is straight you know like um that that's a thing like the pleasure gap where it's just like it's all about the man because i used to say i used to talk about like my time in hetero land um with my straight friends and be like you won't believe how it was for me i you know wasn't interested he didn't care that i went you know it was like i never was into it he was so fixated on himself and i just point out things that i'm thinking is the experience of a gay woman in Mm -hmm. in a header like i'm thinking like oh that's it's hilarious because clearly you know because i mean i have plenty of experiences that weren't traumatic that i think are funny but (laughs) like looking back but um i would like tell these stories and they would be like oh no that's kind of a thing i'm like what they're like yeah they're really focused on themselves they don't really care like that you're not enjoying it as like like they that's not a focus for them like they want you to enjoy but they're not like end all be all like if they enjoy the experience and i'm I'm talking about consensual experiences like it's just like secondary it's about their thing really and we're just faking it out here and i'm like oh my god what type of hellscape is this like sierra desert hellscape like (laughs) my god the thing you did earlier where you were like hey like i laughed so hard because i kid you not that is literally what he would do no 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 no. it gets even better i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a visual all right i'm terrified imagine a paint paint the picture for you Mm. i have been with kids all day I, I don't think we even have had a conversation today. He was oh gone before I even woke up. He got home. He sat on the couch and immediately got on his phone. We've been sitting on our phones for an hour, not speaking to each other. All of a sudden, this is what I get. 
I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm here like, hey. Like I'm a fucking horse. Are I'm you a horse? Up. Yeah. And he, just, and he just goes, you wanna? I'm like. And he's serious? It's serious. Serious. That is seriously happened. That's foreplay. That's uh-huh. foreplay. That is click, the click. foreplay. Did he hand you a sugar cube? He sh- that would have been nice. Like, I, I would have would... <laughs> taken it. I would have been like, well, thank you. <laughs> At least I get something out of this. At least a gift. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I remember. Can I <laughs> go keep going? Keep it fine. Oh, no, no. That, no, that's, that, that's, I mean. That's the horror. That's I, the horror of it. I, I remember the, like. Mike, is this inappropriate to talk about? It's fine. Um, the first, like, even just like making, like, just being intimate in any way, it wasn't like straight up like <laughs> sexy town or whatever, sexy time. But it was just like, uh, even just like making out and stuff. I remember, like, she would like, she still does, but definitely more than when there was not a toddler around. Uh, she would like light the candles and she would like play music and it would just be like, I'd like be like, oh, is this, am I, am I in a romance film? I was like, what, what's going on here? And she was just, she's just like so loving and like, she would just set the mood all the way. Everything was like so beautiful all the time. I mean, she's stunning. So like that already, just like looking at her, I'm like, oh my God, don't screw this up. That's literally, I was like always terrified because I'd never dated a woman really. And I was like, oh God, like you don't know what's going on. Get it together. There's a beautiful lesbian goddess here. Um, Anywho, we don't need to get into that. The but sound, the way I relate to that sound, like, oh God, I don't know why. Because you don't know what's happening. You're like, oh shit. Like my skill set is useless. Throw it out. Point being, until my wife, I had no idea how little men were doing. How little, literally the least. Like uh, to like the ones I was with. Again, we all know toxic as hell. My my dating history is a nightmare. Some of them were good. Most of them were bad, but it's just like, it's amazing to look back and think like what I thought was great. That was so subpar. Yep. Like, oh, oh man. God. Even everything that like, like say for instance, Abby and I's friendship, platonic soulmate ship that we, that we call it. I love, yeah. love like, like even being able to just compare Abby and I's friendship to right. relationships and see the value and, and be like, I like the way that she loves and the way that she shows how she cares for someone, even like it, it does, she does it effortlessly. Like she's not even trying, like yeah. she is, but she is just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put it into words, but just even that in itself. And I'm just like, this is just my friend. This, this isn't even someone this that is I'm my friend. This is my, this is my, this is my friend. And like, I, I, I am being treated better than any relationship. Any yep. thing has ever treated me. You know, I can't, I have yet to start the dating of the women yet because I'm trying to get the the shit together first, you know? Yeah, I I uh, did not. So I just stumbled on through <laughs> that. I just literally ate, ate shit through that. <laughs> I was like no. falling all over myself. I'll get it together, okay? <laughs> Don't. Don't. I hadn't even come out yet when we started dating. So um, <laughs> I was, I just remember being like, please don't leave me. Like, I know you're my first girlfriend and- I'm trying so hard. Just give me, give me some space. I could do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I find it so funny. I realized that when I was going into the dating world with men, I just dove in head first, did not care about my, my own well-being or anything else. But now that I am like on the track of like, I am a gay, I am a gay woman. I am going to be dating women in the future, but I want to make sure that whatever I bring to that situation for that woman is the version of myself that I feel proud of. Yeah. And so the fact that I'm putting so much more effort into yeah. like the build up to that, whereas like men, I was like, Meh, you'll do. It's fine. <laughs> That's the thing. You're, it's because your your perception is so off. You're dating people that you don't have like, because if you, it sounds like we're similar. Like I had, I can have chemistry with anybody, like any gender I can have chemistry with. Like, I love to laugh. I love banter. So I just was like, oh, it's just that. And then you realize like, oh shit, that's not 
what that's not it so yeah you do take more time and you do because like you realize there's a there's a depth that you had never even uncovered it's like you're oh swimming God. in the you're walking in the kiddie pool and you just fall in the deep end you're like oh god there's so much more space to swim here like i better get become a better swimmer like it's a lot going on over here <laughs> I will never forget when I came across the idea. I made a TikTok about it once. And I remember I made it like at like I was going to bed. And it was one of those like <laughs> random squirrel thoughts that you have as you're laying down. You're like, yes. oh shit, I gotta <laughs> I gotta so, rest down now. Hold on. <laughs> and I made a I made a TikTok and it was because I'd heard someone say the reason why you attract emotionally unavailable partners is because you are emotionally unavailable. And I was just like, excuse me. No, I love I love love. Excuse I'm me excuse me. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I oh. never put anything on the walls. I never decorate <laughs> places I live. I never get emotionally connected to the home I live in, much less a human. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, that, that one stung. <laughs> I saw, I think I saw that. And I was like, oh, cause you're like, I'm the same way. Like I love, love. I love ro like romance, like the idea of it. Like I have always been like, I'm a, like, I'm a writer. I write about it. I love it. And I was like, I'm doing that. I'm doing it. And then you're like, was I, or what? Was it very superficial? Was I always trying to fix something? <laughs> like, was I never really like, I never looked at someone like, oh my God, I love this. I was always like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> here's eight 800 things we need to work on but it's cool it's like a it was like a project like a labor labor of love versus love where you're like i i'm invested <laughs> in the final product i put a lot of work in i love parts of this i love the idea of this i'm gonna keep on trucking versus like doing something you really really love the whole time and loving the experience and loving what it is and like the the experience being the main component versus just like the i oh i'm going towards the idea of what this is that was when i was like oh that's why i asked them because i was like i don't think i was doing that right <laughs> like mm -hmm. were you okay uh because i wasn't um yeah god i was not yeah because the way <laughs> the way that i like I don't think I fully understood what it meant to be in a relationship, what it looked like. Like, I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I was attracted to. I couldn't, I just was, I just knew what I was told I was supposed to be attracted yes. to, what I was told I was supposed to do. So I just made it happen, right? But then yep. I realized looking back on it, every single time I've been in a relationship, it was with someone that did the initiating. And I was just kind of like, okay. <laughs> are we the same person i'm starting to be concerned are we are you sure is our, this a parallel? our shirts are the same color i don't know I don't... her name's rhyme i'm starting to freak out i think i might be in the twilight zone i think we're this i think we are i think we're the same person we just oh, need to <laughs> yeah i i had that exact realization where i was like Oh, it was all guys that liked me. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're you're my friend. You're we we have good banter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and that's you know, like I, I remember somebody was asking me like about going to my high school. There's a there's a relevancy here, I promise. Going to my high school reunion. And I was like, they're like, Are you gonna go? And I was like, No, uh-uh, no. Um, <laughs> they're like, why not? And I was like, Well, first of all, I think the whole me being gay thing would be an interesting conversation if people don't know uh mm -hmm. because i i dated all the dudes like i dated a lot of guys like i think it would be i, was like, I think it might be a little weird like who's your i'm like oh i'm gay gay now so yeah yeah um it wasn't you you're worth the cause don't worry buddy you're good um it but, was always there i just buried it down yeah, deep actually so buried it was, deep. <laughs> real deep it was real deep in there don't even worry about it <laughs> wasn't you wasn't you guy um you couldn't have reached it don't worry <laughs> nobody knew least of all me um but then i was also like they don't know me like i'm not that person like i was not me so it's very awkward when i like even running into people up until the point i realized who i am like and it's not just my sexuality either it's like who i was as a person so much of 
who I was, I buried down deep, like certain traits of mine, what I enjoyed. Uh, I used to just constantly be in skirts and heels and make like that. It's not me. So I was just trying so hard to be something else that I have so many relationships and friendships and people that knew me from that time that I'm like, that's not me. So I don't know how to interact with you because the person that you knew is um a weird character I was playing for a bit, you know? Yeah. It's like I was cosplaying a straight person for yeah, a while. Yeah, <laughs> I was cosplaying a straighty for, uh, for a while there. But it, it is it's weird because it's like that like people I dated don't know me. And probably vice versa, but it's like I know they don't know me. And so of not on purpose, but it's like it's weird to think about how many relationships I had that just like were not me. 1000%. I that what that makes me think of is the most recent example I can give is within the last year. Yeah. I have cut out two friend entire friend groups of mean girl type toxic energy. And I I realized I remember the I remember the the first instance where it where I realized I had to cut the person out because she was trying to access a version of me that didn't exist anymore. She was trying to manipulate me in real time and thought that I wasn't gonna catch it. Because an old Megan wouldn't. An old Megan would have right. just people pleased and made yep. sure that she felt comfortable. That Megan doesn't exist anymore. The old version of me that would have immediately gone into making sure that you felt better isn't here anymore. Well, girl, I'll tell you what. Again, um, the jury's out as to whether or not we are the same person. But mm -hmm. I hit uh, probably 30-ish, but definitely as of late in the past couple of years, like I got to a point where I'm like, if I cannot have open communication in my relationships, if I don't feel comfortable bringing an issue to you, if you don't feel comfortable bringing an issue to me, if we can't be absolutely honest, like I don't have time for it. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't feel fully comfortable being able to go to your friend and say, hey, I really don't like the way that conversation ended. I don't you know, I really would like to discuss the way that, you know, you spoke to me just then or like, you know, like just being able to broach the subject and discuss how a situation might have made you feel or what have you, like not being able to do that. All that does is is add this underlying unspoken thing to the relationship, yes. the friendship. Right. It's like that you're just going to continue to take that. And that you're lingers. Going to yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, for instance, them trying to access an old version of you. You, I just feel like you get to a certain point where you're like, that may have felt normal before, but that's not who I want to be. And that's not the type of friendships I want to have. And like, you realize when people don't want you for you. Like I have friends I've had through many facets of my life. We're still friends because they're in it for who I am. And the more that I become, the more that I am truly myself, the closer we become, right? But there are friendships that they're like, no, I'm friends with this version of you. I want this version of you. And I don't care whether that's the healthy version of you or not, because that's what I'm here for. And I think the older you get, the more you realize like how toxic that type of dynamic is. I'm only here for you if you're this. And if you're not this, then you better change to go back to that. And I think a lot of us have been in very limiting friendships that maybe we didn't realize were until we did our own inner work. And just to anybody listening, you have every right to leave friendships that don't serve you. You're not a bad person because you don't want to be an older version of you. You don't want to be an unhealed version of you. You don't want to be a painful version of you because in my experience, I don't want to speak for everyone, but most often that I, when I felt that dynamic of like, no, you're the funny girl, like, like, same as you, like, I had terrible dating stories, I would go out, I wasn't like a huge drinker, but I was like the funny fun, you know, it's like, hey, that version of me wasn't having a good time. Like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't healed. I was like, making you laugh, but I wasn't laughing inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, they often want you to portray a version of yourself that you were not happy. And they don't seem to care that that's not good for you, because it's good for mm -hmm. them. And I think, I think it's important to understand, like, if someone will not, if someone does not celebrate your growth, if someone does not want to come along with you as you become the truest version of yourself, the happiest version, the healthiest version, you have every right to let go of that friendship. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. And it doesn't mean they're a bad person necessarily, mm -hmm. but it just means you're not in the same place 
and that's okay. And if they try to make you feel shitty for holding boundaries, then that's on them. The people who are bothered by you setting boundaries are the people who benefited from your lack of them, right? Oh, yeah. I've been shot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right in the heart. <laughs> that is it. Oh, God, yeah. oh, my God. If we were to try and go down the rabbit hole conversation of like taking that, taking, taking that statement and then uh, uh, relating it to parents. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be a whole, a whole other. The world ain't <laughs> ready. But you know what? Like that is a full circling it that is a very well-known nice guy tactic is that like they will call you out when you hold the boundary when you start to heal and you realize their behavior is shit it's like then they'll be like well, what's your problem why are you being so mean to me you didn't used to be mean to me like you're just like no i'm realizing you're manipulating me and i don't want to continue this way like i i wish i wish i knew that that especially when I'm thinking about like my relationships with nice guys and quotations, um, singing for you. But, uh, like I, I was very easily manipulated into thinking I was being mean. I was being unkind. I was changing. You've changed, you know, instead of like, no, I'm just on to you. <laughs> like, I just know <laughs> you're manipulating me now. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a reaction to that. Mm -hmm. oh, I think that this this app TikTok has been so monumental in building us to the point that like even though there is a lot of shit crumbling out in the world I will say the energy of like women standing together and then I came across this TikTok actually yesterday where and uh and, I'm, and I know it, I want to say it's maybe mending me I want to say it might have been but uh she was saying that um three ways that we can build a matriarchy and one of the ways is women just sharing their stories together women just sharing and, and that and that I was like that's what it is it's mm -hmm. the fact that so many of us like things we've talked about multiple times throughout this podcast it's like we thought it was just us yes we thought it was just me and my problem and then we realized just how broad of a scale it is and mm -hmm. how yeah how it's 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 a it's a literal epidemic almost in a way <laughs> like well you know and this is something i've been thinking about because like i've had people talk about the like this is an anonymous podcast as to the men doing things right and i've had people like question like why like why is it anonymous you know because it's like well that's not there is a space to do that. There are there, you know, people call people out by name and there are times that that's important, 100%. And I am down for it. Like if it is necessary, absolutely, right? Especially with some uh, nice guy TikTokers. Um, we don't need to get into that. But, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, uh, no, no one in specific, but you know who we're talking about. Uh, no, um, probably you do. But, but <laughs> the point of this in particular is like, what I want is for women to be able to share the stories they didn't get to tell, to feel comfortable. I am here to have that platform. Like, I don't ever want a woman on here like, oh, shit, I can't say this or I can't say that. I don't want like because uh, he's going to come for me legally, you know, whatever. Like, I wanted a for, space. Yeah. Yeah, for people to speak freely about their experience in their own words. They can say whatever they want. Speak their truth, however feels right to them in the moment without fear of like repercussion in any sort of way, because that is something that women don't get. That is something we have been denied for so long. Like, like to this day, like even when you're posting on, you're like, oh shit, like I gotta be careful. You know, like I gotta be careful what I say or how I say it. I'd hate for them to come back at me or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. And again, like there's space to do that. And like, I, I am all for it, but I love now that women are, whether it's on this podcast or through TikTok like we do, uh, or even in the comment section, I have so many beautiful conversations that sometimes I'm a part of and sometimes I bear witness to, you know, I just see mm -hmm. of like women building each other up and sharing their stories. And like, I feel like we're finally in the space where there are safe spaces for women to share. And in sharing that, 
sometimes it is like you share a name and you're like, watch out for that dude. I will absolutely like, this is how I look at it. I was thinking about this the other day, weird yesterday. I was driving and thinking about this because that's what I do with my time. When I'm driving, I'm thinking of weird shit, mm -hmm. but I was like, if I, if given the opportunity, I will fucking name names. Absolutely. I have no problem with it. And that's because, because people sometimes like, I don't know what I, like, despite this being anonymous, I told you why it is. But in reality, if I'm, if I'm dealing with people who are like this guy in particular, what do you think of him? I will fucking name a name real quick. I will tell you exactly what that person did to me because it's not like I'm holding a grudge. I'm a lady with a grudge. It's that, hey, that's, there's a snake in there and it bit me. If I saw a woman walking to a cave full of snakes, I wouldn't be like, well, you know, I don't want to look like a snake hater. <laughs> like, I don't want to look like I don't. I don't want to tell her what she should and shouldn't be doing yeah. with her life. So I just. <laughs> Maybe she wanted to be bit by a snake today. Uh, I'm like, hey. Just so you know, there's snakes in there. You might get bit. I did. Or, or almost just like. <laughs> like yeah. Quick, quick little. <laughs> no. uh, but truly, you know, uh, speaking of Abby, Abby did a, uh, I was like sobbing watching one of Abby's, per usual. But um, Abby posted a reaction to a song. I, I don't, I, oh. I don't know the context mm -hmm. of the song. But it's, it's called the, it's the missing stare. Yes. And the missing mm -hmm. stare is basically like a, the culture of like, there's a missing stare, but you can't address it directly. And like what all the women, the missing stare is obviously the toxic, abusive, terrible thing, man or whatever, or the abuse, whatever it is. And it's like, you can't directly talk about the stare. So how, what do we do around the stare to protect people? How do we talk around it? But we never fix the stare itself. Right. And I think we're getting to the point of addressing the stare yes. and like d guiding women around the stare. Even if we're not like, like this podcast is like, just like I fell down the stairs because there wasn't a stair there. <laughs> like the stair was missing. That was up. What the why was there no stair? You know, it wasn't my fault. It was the stairs fault. I, I didn't fall for no reason. And here's, here's 25 things you can do to not go down that staircase. Here's, here's, here's warnings and guidelines and red flags about where the stairs are. Like this staircase looks red flaggy to me. I bet a stair <laughs> is missing, you know, but it's like, and sometimes it's naming the stair. Like you've been a part of it. There's a lot of call out culture and there's conversations that happen, not publicly to say, Hey, there's a stair missing. Watch out for that because we are finally like, you know what? No. We're having conversations. We're calling it out. The toxic men that we know, we're warning other women. Like I have never seen, especially on TikTok, it's a, a new forum to me. You know, I I started it late. I wasn't like a cool kid on TikTok. I got into the, to the TikTok culture later, but seeing so many women protect each other and talk about things and like publicly, privately, like making a community of women who are calling shit out and protecting each other. Like it is the exact energy I think we need right now. And it is so beautiful to see. Honestly, I think what is giving us so much strength right now is knowing that no matter what happens out there, I have strong women behind me that will have my back. Like that yes. gives you strength in a way that you don't even realize. And that's why when I see women out there shitting on other women on behalf of men i'm like you don't have any idea what you're missing you have no yes. idea what you're missing out on like yes. i know firsthand that i used to be a cool girl i am a recovering cool girl and <laughs> knowing what i know now i would oh i'd ne like never go back never go back to that and i want so desperately for other women who haven't quite figured it out yet to to get there because i'm like it's so great just come on when you're looking for community, I don't care if you get all the men to think you're f swell. If they're misogynistic and they are toxic, you are never their equal. But you can get some some boss ass bitches. <laughs> I don't want to say bitches, but you can get some boss ass ladies to be your friends who will see you as an equal, who will love you and support you and defend you. Like I have, oh, I could just die thinking about it so many strong women that i am so intimately close with like my best friends who are ladies who i like ride or die like i would do anything for them 
and we build each other up and we have each other's backs and everybody can find that and across gender you can have people that have your back who are not toxic who want you to succeed that should not be that should be a a non-negotiable with friendships if your friends don't want you to succeed there's a problem if they are bothered by your success if they are threatened by it in any yes. way yeah no that is someone that is going to hold you back in life that's someone that is yes. not going to support you through whatever trials and tribulations that new adventure comes with like they're yes. going to be the toxic person that says see i told you it wasn't a good idea i see I knew it. Mm-hmm. but it's like it's those that group is out there for you and like like like-minded people and like and by like my like my friends don't we all agree on the same things, but like on moral issues, we agree on the same things, like on the important topics that matter. It's not a silo of like because you know you can get siloed and not hear other opinions, but you can find people that even if they're not exactly like you, they will have your back and they will be there through thick or thin with you and support you. And finding my my group of like like like-minded women who support other women and like want the best for women and like want the best for themselves like the the girls who are constantly working on themselves you know and want to be the best version of themselves and see the best version of the world around them like they're they're out there and i think it's like the willingness to find them and know that regardless of gender just people who are like that um those people are out there and like finding them is so crucial and important and TikTok, like as much as it's an app like it's a weird little app with people who dancey dance but um it's also a great place to find people so like i can't say enough like just look for people who are, who are like you and like um definitely be wary of certain you know if if certain men are coming into to spaces to hold up women and then are toxic like yeah but don't don't go for those guys but um there there are people out there and there there is a community that is being built constantly and and getting stronger each day and it's just nice to to be a part of that community and and join us come with us like we 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 love it we have better snacks anyways um we have better snacks more fun better sleepovers it's fine yeah and there's no creepy sleepovers where you know you're now none of that um there was something i was oh I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, I would say that if anyone listening, like my piece of advice would be going, venturing into meeting new people and trying to find your, your people, right? Listen to your body, listen to your nervous system, because your body remembers all of those things that your mind wants to shut out. And so if you're getting a weird energy from someone, don't ignore it. Listen to it because your body, it might not be that that person is a bad person. It might just be that that person isn't going to be a positive influence in your life. Listen to your body. Listen, listen to your gut. Your body, yeah, your body remembers. Like you and I knew narcissistic people. It leaves wounds and then a narcissist what? Who? <laughs> Who's here? What? Am I talking? Hello. What? Narcissistic people. Um they hit the same spots. They wound you in the same places. Because they're not that special after all. Um, no, but they they use the same manipulations, right? So they'll hit you in the same spots and your body remembers where it's been hit. And if like if I talk to a narcissistic person now or someone who is manipulating me in a narcissistic manner, I get really anxious and I don't know why. And it's like, yeah, your body remembers where it's been hit. And when it's being hit in the same places, it's triggering like, hey, hello. And it may not be, it could be you're being triggered. Like there are some times where something that has nothing to do with it can trigger me to feel like, <gasps> you know, um, because of my stuff. But a lot of times what's happening is your body saying, hey, this person is doing something similar. I don't want that. We've been hurt here before. And so for me, you know, after the work that I've done, like when I get hit that way, like I trust that gut feeling, even if I have to process it and I could process it and it could be like, oh no, like maybe they just did something that reminded me of someone. Like someone could have a similar tone of voice to somebody that's hurt me and I may be like, oh God. Um, But other times when you sit with that feeling, don't disregard it, but sit with it, you may find out they have tendencies that are not good for you personally. You could have traits that maybe aren't unhealthy, maybe aren't toxic for everyone, but guess what? They're toxic for me and I I don't wanna be a part of it and that's okay.
I'm not judging you. I'm not, I'm not saying you're evil. You're bad. You're the problem. I'm saying, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you, but I know my body is saying, I don't like it. And that's enough for me. Megan, this has been an absolute joy. Um, I will be thinking about uh, whether or not we're the same person for some time. <laughs> me too. <laughs> we'll be questioning everything and talking to my therapist. Um, but if you get a random text message that's just like, do you also do this? <laughs> <laughs> for the next couple of months, I'm just going to be like, hey, I do this weird thing. Um, one time you're like, oh my God, see a doctor. That's not good. <laughs> I do not do that. <laughs> Get that checked out, Reagan. Please. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh shit. Let's okay. Circle back to that. Okay. We'll circle back. We'll, circle, we'll see you, doctor. Okay. Um, but Megan, will you give everybody uh your social so if they want more from you, they can find you? Oh yes. Uh Megan Rose and uh Stone Cold Weirdo is spelled backwards. I know it's just I know. I know. But underscore, then my, right? Underscore underscore stone cold weirdo. And then underscore, right? And then my Instagram is, it's spelled the forward facing. So, you know. <laughs> just stone so. cold weirdo. Yeah. No underscores? Two underscores. Same thing, okay. just spelled the correct way. Yeah. And then flip it and reverse it for TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well. Oh, I just started a Patreon too. But, oh, yay. Yeah. Um, it's on my link tree, which is in my bio on both my socials. So. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, we also have a Patreon for this podcast, uh, which, you know, has extra videos, extra content, sometimes an extra episode, uh, polls on there to see like what you want more of, all that fun stuff. And it's a way for me to really get feedback from you all. So uh, I will have the link to the Patreon in the description of this episode. And it's also on my TikTok. If you have a nice guy story, please make sure you are sending it to the F the Nice Pod. <laughs> F the nice guy podcast at gmail.com. Don't worry about it, Megan. Stop it. <laughs> Silently laughing. Uh, anyways, if you- She's lying. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, she's a compulsive liar. Oh my God. Guys, don't go on Reagan's podcast. It's okay. She, she's, she, she's making, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing what she's saying. She's roller skating now. It's crazy. She's a- <laughs> She's wearing a rainbow wig. I don't know what's going on. If you can see this right now. Megan is is painting a portrait of, of herself. It's really strange. All right. Well, yes. If you have a nice your own nice guy story, I'm going to be doing another user submitted episode soon. So make sure to send that story to the F the Nice Guy podcast, staying trauma light. Um, but thank you so much for being here and listening today. Megan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm just I'm just so happy to be here with you and be speaking with you because honestly, I, I just have loved every second of this conversation. So yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> stop it, Twinny. Stop. Stop. I'm blushing. <laughs> Thanks for being here. And as always, my friends. Ask the nice girl. <laughs> <laughs>